The Mishnais now are discussing how exactly one makes a shit of Mavoyais. And in the following Mishnah, we're going to see how much food exactly one needs to make and set aside for each member of the Mavoy. Now the halach is that if there is enough food when Shabbos comes in, so you set aside a valid shit of Mavoyais, and when Shabbos came in, it was all exactly the same. But then after Shabbos came in, for whatever reason, there is less food than there was at the beginning. Since when Shabbos came in, it was okay. That is the time that defines whether you're allowed to carry in the Movoy or not. So even if there is less food than necessary later on on Shabbos, you can nevertheless carry on um, carrying in the Movoy because it was valid when Shabbos came in. Now the way we're going to understand our Mishnah is that it's talking about a case where the courtyards open up on both sides to a different Movoy. So you've got a street there, then you've got lots of courtyards opening up there. And on the other side of the courtyards, they also open up onto a different Movoy. Now, why does this make a difference? Because although in general it's assumed that it's purely a benefit to be part of a Shittim of Vayas, you've got nothing to lose. Without a Shittim of Vayas, you can't carry. With a Shittim of Vayas, you can carry there. And there's an important rule known as Zachin Laodam Shlobifanov. One can do something which is a benefit for somebody without him knowing. So in general, you would be able to make a Shittim of Vayas on behalf of somebody else without necessarily telling him. This is not always the case. We'll see also in Mishnah Yud Aleph this is not always the case. But in general, let's assume that this is always going to be considered a benefit. However, since in our case the courtyards are open up into two different mavoyos, two different streets, you can't assume that he wants to be part of this mavoy and be able to carry into this one, because if he is part of this shittim mavoyos, that is stopping him from being part of the other shittim mavoyos, and he will not be able to carry in the other one. So in that case, you would not be able to make a shittim mavoyos on his behalf, without telling him and getting his permission. Now the case under discussion in our Mishnah is where the courtyards are opened up into two different mavoyos, but the person making the Shittim mavoyos did get the permission of the members of the courtyard. And he made the Shittim mavoyos and everything was fine. But then before Shabbos came in, the amount of food which was in the Shittim mavoyos became less. Some of it was taken away. Some of it was destroyed. Says the Mishnah, he can add on more food to the Shittim of Vayos and transfer ownership of it to all of the members of the Movoy. As we learned in the previous Mishnah, somebody else takes it from him and acquires it on behalf of everybody else. The Ein Tzorich and he does not need to tell everybody that he just added food. Even though he's adding food for the sake of the Shittim of Vayos, and he needs to do so so that Shittim of Vayos will be valid, nevertheless, since they already gave him their permission to make the Shittim of Vayos on their behalf, and there's still food left. It's not as if the entire Shittim Mavoyis is not here anymore. You just need to add on a bit more food. But since the Shittim Mavoyis is still really here, and it wasn't totally destroyed, you're just increasing it and making sure that it's valid, and as such, you do not need to get their permission and tell them again, because they already allowed you to make a Shittim Mavoyis on their behalf. Alright, and what happens if in a Teisu Aleim, if more people were added onto the courtyard, onto the Mavoyi, let's say a new family decided to move in just before Shabbos, after he made a shidim of voice already, so he needs to add on some more food so that it will work for them as well. If there isn't a shidim of voice for them, then that can forbid everybody else from using it. So Moisef, again, he adds food onto the shidim of voice, and he transfers the ownership of the food to the new people who moved in, or instead he could just take their food if they're willing to give their own food, then they would just give him their own food. But either way, in this case, with Tzorich idea. He needs to let them know that he's making a Shittim Mavoyas for them, because he hasn't previously got permission from them to make a Shittim Mavoyas for them. They just moved in. So certainly he needs to get permission from them, since the courtyard is open up to two different Mavoyas, so it's not necessarily considered a definite benefit for them to be part of your Shittim Mavoyas. 
you therefore need to get their permission. And once you do get their permission, then you just add on food on their behalf onto the Shedim of Voyais, and everybody can carry on Shabbos. Mishnah Ches asks the Mishnah, Kamahu Shu'urai, what is the shear, what is the minimum amount of food which is needed for a Shedim of Voyais and for an Erev Chatseris as well? And the answer to that question, as we're going to see at the end of this Mishnah, is that it has to be a significant amount of food per person. Now, how do we judge what is considered a significant amount of food? So the truth is, in Masechus Shabbos, the Mishnah goes through many different things, which if one carries out into a public domain on Shabbos, he would be chayev, he would have violated Shabbos. And the Mishnah goes through lots of different items and how much of that thing he needs to carry out in order to be chayev. Because only if you can carry something out which is a significant amount of it, would you be chayev. If you carry out an insignificant amount, then that's not considered a significant melacha, a significant act of work. And therefore, you would not be chayev. So we learnt in Masechus Shabbos that the minimum shear, the minimum amount for which one is chayev for carrying out food on Shabbos, if it is human food, that is the size of a dried fig. And so the same applies over here in Erev Chatseris and Shedev Mavayis. The amount of food which is needed is the size of a dried fig, a gregeres, per person. However, if there are loads and loads of people in the courtyard, then you don't actually need so much food. Because just by the fact that the whole of the whole Shedim of Voyeus put together has a lot of food, that is enough and you would not need to add loads more food per person. So the Mishnah asks, Kamahu Shi'urai, what is the minimum amount for a Shedim of or an Erechat Seirus? Bizman Shein in a time, in a situation in which the amount of people joint in in this era of Shedim of is a lot of people, and that's defined as 18 or more people, then Mizayin Shetes Ures food which makes up two meals for everybody. And that is equivalent to 18 great grace, 18 dried figs. So up to 18 people, as the mission says now, in a situation in which there are only a few people, meaning 18 or less, it's the size of a dried fig, which is the same shear for carrying out on Shabbos, for each person. But then once it's more than 18 people, you don't need to add more food per person because 18 dried figs makes up the same as two meals worth, and that is already considered significant enough for the entire area of Shedim such that even if there were many, many people, you would never need more than two meals worth for the entire area of. Mishnah test. Omar Rabbi adds, some learn that Rabbi is arguing on the previous Mishnah, whereas others learn that the Chachom of the previous Mishnah also agreed to Rabbi over here. And what Rabbi is coming to say is that the previous Mishnah's law does not apply always. When are these words said? At the beginning of the Erev, meaning you need to make sure that at the beginning of Shabbos, there is at least the size of a dried fig, a krigegeres, for each person who is part of the Erev, or two meals worth, whatever the situation may be. But in the remainders of an Erev, meaning if after Shabbos came in, something happened to part of the food, let's say part of it was eaten or part of it was destroyed, as long as there is any amount left, the Erev is still valid, and those who are inside the courtyard can still carry. We're going to understand that we're specifically referring to Erev Chatseris over here, as will become evident in the following statement, because the reason why we are lenient over here is because the Chachum only said that one needs to make an Erev Chatseris only so that the children would not forget. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where there was both Erev Chatseris and Shittif Mavoyos made. Now if you think about it, the purpose of both of those is to do the same thing. To make it be considered that the entire courtyard or the entire street is considered collectively owned. 
and I'm the one unit. So if you think about it, when everyone makes a Shidduch Mavoyais, they don't really need to make a Erev Chatziris as well. Because the Shidduch Mavoyais says that all of the houses in all of the courtyards in the entire street are connected and considered one. So technically you shouldn't really need to make an Erev Chatziris as well, because all of the houses are joined together anyway by the Shidduch Mavoyais. However, the Rabban were worried that if we would rely just on the Shidduch Mavoyais, then children growing up in the courtyards, they wouldn't necessarily know that a Shidduch Mavoyais was made every week. If you think about it, the Shidduch Mavoyais was kept in one of the courtyards, so they wouldn't necessarily even see the Shidduch Mavoyais. So it could be that they would grow up thinking that one is allowed to carry from one's house into the courtyard, from a courtyard into the street. They'll think that that's permitted even without making any sort of Erev. And so because of that concern, the Rabbonin said that even if you make a Shidduch Mavoyais, you also need to make an Erev Chatziris within each courtyard. But since this is only a concern, and if you think about it, this is a Mijabonon on a Mijabonon. The whole prohibition anyway to carry in the courtyards and in the Mavoy is only Mijabonon. And the Rabbonin decreed again, in case you come to carry in the courtyards without making an Erev, or a Shidduch Mavoyais, so you need to make an Erev Chatziris as well. But since it's only Mijabonon as a concern that you might violate a different Mijabonon, they were lenient, and as long as there is any food left after Shabbos came in, they can still carry in the courtyards. Mishnah Yudah, after discussing the amount of food which is needed for an Erev and a Shidduch Mavoyais, the mission now goes on to discuss which type of food is necessary. So according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, Beliezer, Bakholm Orvin Mishtatfin, one can use any food for the sake of a Erev and a Shidduch Mavoyais. Now there is a discussion amongst the Mepharshim as to what the word Ma'orvin is referring to. The way you're going to understand it is that it's referring both to Erev Tuchumin and to Erev Chatseras, although the law is actually different for either of them. When it comes to Erev Tuchumin and to Shidduch Mavoyais, one can actually use any food, Chutzmin Amaymah except for water or salt, or other very insignificant foods and drinks. But the point is it does not have to be bread, but any other significant or half-significant food would be good enough to create that partnership which is done via Shidimavayais, or to change one's Mokamashavisa, which is done by an Erev Tachumin. However, when it comes to a Chatseris, whose purpose is for anybody to be considered as literally living in that courtyard together, even more so than, than a Shidimavayais, as we saw earlier on in the Masechta, Shidduch Mavoyis is more of a partnership, whereas the Yerivichat Seirus is actually saying that everybody lives in the same place. So when it comes to the Yerivichat Seirus, Yerivichat holds that one does need to use bread. However, the bread which is used for a Yerivichat Seirus does not have to be whole. It's enough that it be sliced bread or cut up pieces of bread. It does not have to be a whole bread. That is the opinion of Yerivichat 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 says, Kikar hu Erev, a whole loaf of bread is needed for an Yerivichat Seirus. And he elaborates, Even a baked loaf of bread, which is made of a sa'ah of flour, that's a very large loaf of bread, but the perusah, it's sliced, it's not a whole loaf, you cannot use that for an Erev Chatzeris. However, kikar ba isar, a full loaf of bread, which is only worth an isar, which is a small copper coin, if it's whole, then you can use it for an Erev Chatzeris, since it is whole. And the Gemara explains that Rabbi Yeshua's reason is because if you have lots of people contributing to the Erechat and one person contributes an, a whole loaf, whereas somebody else contributes only half a loaf or a slice of bread, even if it's the same size, the fact that it's only a slice of bread might make the person who is giving an entire loaf of bread might make him feel it's a bit unfair, and he'll look at it as if he's giving more, or he's giving something worth more, he's not just giving a little slice of bread, 
So to prevent those hard feelings, the Mishnah says, Yeshua holds that everybody needs to give a full loaf of bread.